Paratruth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. Since the fall of man, a war has raged between good and evil. Over the centuries, this war has distorted the truth. Now the truth is perceived as lies, and lies acknowledged as truth. To this day, the battle continues as we investigate and debate the truth behind the history and mystery of the universe. We are Paratruth Radio. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Eric. And I'm Justin. And you are listening to Paratruth Radio. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're glad to have everyone tuning in. Just a little information before we begin, of course. For those of you just joining us for the first time ever, perhaps you just uh, happen to stumble across us on Spreaker, uh, check out our Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Paratruth Radio. Uh, we'll give you inside scoops on behind the scenes stuff. Uh, we put up pictures, and we always uh, promote the show from that page, so you always know what the next topic is going to be uh, just in your Facebook. So check it out. Like us. Uh, I don't think you can. Can you follow us on that, or is it just like? You know, Justin? It's it's like on Facebook and then follow on Twitter. Okay, there you go. So like on Facebook, follow on Twitter. Uh, also, <clears throat> if you're tuning in to Spreaker.com to listen, uh, check, out us, check us out at ParatruthRadio.com. We're actually broadcasting from paratruthradio.com live currently and every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So it's just another option. You know, if you'd like to tune in live, check us out at paratruthradio.com. Otherwise, we're always on Spreaker. And if I do encourage the paratruthradio.com for right now because we do have a chat room for you guys. Uh, and it's just uh, a uh, welcoming area of, you know, you guys can get our attention whether that's to ask questions make comments or even just say hello there you go also if one thing that we like to do on this show justin and i really like to interact with our uh, fans the pair fans and if there's ever any questions that you have and we're not doing a live show and you want to ask us or if you have any topics that you'd like to hear about you can always hit us up at paratruth radio at gmail.com and we will be more than happy to read your emails and get in touch with you and go from there you know and topics we always love looking into new topics if you have anything that may be uh new to the world uh that isn't really or that i should say that's up and coming but no one really knows much about in particular uh, we'd love to hear that uh, particular topic from your side and let us know what it is so we can do further research and perhaps talk about it on a future show also, at the end of the show, we are going to be opening the lines for live callers. So anyone who wants to call in at towards the end of the show, uh, probably the last 15 minutes or so of the show. 15 uh, minutes, can, something like that. Yeah, 15, 20 minutes. You can call us at 701-204-4547. And we will be giving that number out numerous times throughout the night so that you have it and... Uh, <clears throat> We can go from there.
What was that? <laughs> Call on me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. I, I couldn't hear it, but you were saying the, the number and everything. The number. Yeah, no, I like it. I like it. That's our new thing. Okay. So, with that said, ladies and gentlemen, today you're in for a special treat. Uh, many times throughout the past, goodness, 30-something shows now, 40? I don't Actually, even know this how is many. episode 40. This is episode 40. Yeah. Go nice. Sweet. <laughs> so here we are celebrating episode 40 of Paratruth Radio. For those of you who know us from the past, we have had multiple shows, but this is uh, the 40th episode episode for uh, the newest yeah. show, which is Paratruth Radio. And, you know, we, all, we often say that Justin and I have two different views on the paranormal. I come from a Christian, biblical worldview standpoint. Uh, Justin has a more... Uh, worldview standpoint and so we often get into topics uh that cause us to debate you know and really just like you just for the sake we just call it arguing we rarely ever argue <laughs> um but you know it, it's a healthy argument i was gonna say healthy, <laughs> a healthy debate not really arguing yeah. because you know each of us have our our viewpoints one's not gonna sway the other in any way right right <clears throat> And so, and most of you who have tuned in, you've heard those arguments in the past. You've heard where we uh, kind of that where we've reached that fine line, you know, in the middle, uh, sometimes thick line. And today is no different. In fact, today is probably something that Justin and I have talked about numerous, numerous, numerous times. I mean, like dozens of times over the years. Yeah. Um, this one, <laughs> it's an interesting topic. Justin himself, he, he was a practitioner of it at one point. Uh, I don't, you don't, do you still do it? I don't know. Um, I still get the the, uh, the feelings and all of that. Still get the feelings but, and all that. Um, I don't really, per se, practice tarot that much anymore um, or seek it out, really. It just kind of mm -hmm. comes to me. Right, right. And so with that said... I mean, you guys just heard tarot and hearing things and so on and so forth. We are discussing mediums or mediumship, if you will. Um, <clears throat> in the Bible, it's called mediumship or spiritism. Uh, they're known as ter uh, channelers. And this is something that's, uh, I think, a really hot topic, you know, for a lot of people out there in the paranormal. Uh, there, there's really only two views. It's either... <clears throat> You can contact the dead or you can't. And that's where the debate begins. If you can, why can you? And if you can't, what is it that the mediums really are, you know, talking to? But what is a medium? Well, to begin this particular conversation, I think it's best to give out a, just a quick, small definition so people know exactly what it is. Uh, have some kind of idea as to what it is. Because not everyone knows what a medium is. I was, yeah, I was going to uh, say, not everybody either knows or even understands what it is. Right, right. And so basically, a medium or a channeler is a mystic who becomes a channel or receptive agent for intelligent communications from the spirit world. Uh, to break it down a little more, basically, it's a single person claiming to be able to conjure up a spirit by either calling on it or meditating on that particular spirit and then being able to talk to them or communicate with them one-on-one, -on -one, uh, either 
as a personal conversation or relating a message from one person to the next. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty much what a medium is uh, in a, you know, wrapped up in it. There's a lot more into it, but right. that is your basic definition. Right. And um, I mean, if anything, you know, um, you know, most people will, will associate mediumship or mediums with talking to the dead, regardless of what, um, <laughs> what medium they use, whether that's channeling, you know, just what they call talking to, to, to the dead or to the afterlife, um, even using, uh, there are mediums that use tarot cards, use tea leaves, use uh, crystal balls, use pendulums. And uh, at one point, I don't remember if you had one because that was before you were saved. Um, did you have a pendulum? I remember I did. No. No, I didn't. No. So, um, yeah. So it's it's basically talking to dead people. Mm-hmm. So, um, Eric, you know, just said that both him and I, we have different views on this. Uh, from my view, mediums are people that can t- talk to past loved ones. Uh, and the only definite or reasoning I have behind that is because I believe that ghosts or spirits are that of past loved ones as well as angels as well as demons as well as other entities that maybe n- nobody even really knows or understands right now mm-hmm. <clears throat> so um for from my point of view you know yes i believe that mediums are contacting the dead that's not to say that there aren't charlatans out there that's not to say that there aren't other uh, things that you know we may be contacting, but um, from my that's from just from my perspective. That is not Paratruth Radio's specific view on mediums because you know as we've said, there's there is two opinions. Right, right, right. Um, <clears throat> now, of course, for for the other side of it, my side, I, I completely disagree uh, with that particular view. Um, I, I res, you know, I respect, well, personally, not just because he's my cousin or my co-host, but I respect Justin regardless. Um, but I don't think that people really can, uh, contact the dead. And the main reason is because the Bible tells us that they can't, that humans cannot talk to the dead. Um, God refers to mediums over and over and over again throughout the Old Testament, uh, comes across it once in the New Testament. And the one thing that is really interesting that I came across in Ecclesiastes, uh, chapter 9, verse 5 through 6, in this particular statement, it's, or in Ecclesiastes, it's Solomon talking, and he says, he, mind you, he's, he himself participated at one point in conjuring up spirits and demons and s- controlling them, if you will, uh, and that goes into a whole lot more history with the 
the lesser king of Solomon and the magic rituals that he did as a historical evidence. There's historical evidence behind it. Uh, it was a point in which Solomon himself fell from God. He wasn't the man of God he was supposed to be, and he was uh, drawn away by many of the women that he married, because we know he was married to a thousand women. And the one thing that God told us in the beginning is to marry one person and basically do not let them pull us from God. And so in Ecclesiastes 9, 5 through 6, Solomon says that we all know that the dead know nothing and have no part in anything under the sun. And what that basically means is that the dead cannot know the future, cannot understand the present, and don't remember the past. And they will by no means be able to participate in anything on earth, hence anything under the sun, meaning that a person or a medium should not and could not conjure up a human spirit. Uh, I was going to add to that, but that's it's as simple as that. Just cannot conjure up a human spirit. And that's part of the evidence that I have for that. When you say conjure up, though, like, is that by using magic or by using some other means? Like, what does conjure mean in the Bible? Oh, uh, well, that I'm going to have to do a little bit of research because they never use the word conjure in the Bible. But it always refers to mediums or witches uh, or spiritists <clears throat> or um, do. What do they call it? Div div diviners? Diviners? Yeah, diviners, Can't think of the word. I believe, yeah. Okay, diviners. Because it's called okay. divination. Uh, <clears throat> okay. Uh, it always talks about those people who claim to be able to speak with the dead or uh, call to the dead to come and either talk to someone else or to deliver a message from the dead, if that makes sense. Right. Now, it it's done in a number of different ways. There is magic. There's uh, readings. Uh, their simple chants, if you will, things like that throughout the Bible that these people would use. And of course, it doesn't go into explanation as to why or how they do it, because that's against God. Uh, and there's a number of evidence supporting why it's against God, or at least God, you know, stating, stay away from these particular people and do not participate in these types of uh, things. <clears throat> right. Well, um, so, from Christian standpoint, what is it that mediums are talking to? Are we talking to demons? Are we talking to something else entirely? Um, well, I mean, I, I don't exactly know what something else would be. There, pardon me, I'm sorry. Um, a medium typically would be speaking to a demon. And in the Bible, many of these mediums knew what their practice was. Uh, today, not so much. A lot of people just think they're talking to the dead. And good evidence is that is in First Samuel, where the witch of Endor, she conjures up or tries to conjure up. Uh, and I use conjure just because it's a term that everybody knows and understands as, you know, uh, I guess reaching out to or pulling up a spirit, if you will, bringing them into, uh, I guess, the channel plane in which they're able to communicate. <clears throat> uh, but the witch of Endor tried to channel Samuel, which was a dead, a dead person, you know, his spirit. And when he appeared to her, she became scared. 
And what's very interesting is the fact that she became scared. Why would the Witch of Endor, or anyone who conjures up the dead on a normal basis, suddenly become scared when a spirit comes to them? Uh, there's a lot of questionable debate as to whether or not the spirit of Samuel uh, in First Samuel, or in the book of First Samuel, really was Samuel himself, or an impersonation spirit pretending to be Samuel. There's a lot of debate on that, and there's no you know, legit evidence supporting either view. Right. But <clears throat> what I would say personally from a Christian viewpoint, and what I believe through reading the Bible and what the Bible tells us, what God himself tells us, is that there are imitator spirits. And it's the Bible and the New Testament in particular, it says that even Satan masquerades as an angel of light. Why not his servants masquerade as servants of righteousness? Which means that he's capable capable of intimate I'm sorry, capable of imitating good spirits, angelic spirits, human spirits, so on and so forth. He's capable of doing that. He's been around for thousands of years and he's capable of knowing us better than we know ourselves. He's capable of changing his voice and even his appearance to look like us, to sound like us, to smell like us, etc. etc. A lot of the type of things are information that you would get from a medium if you were to visit with them. Right. All right. Um, I think we will take our first break. Um, there's a lot more to get into, folks, so definitely stay tuned. And it's a good possibility that we will rabbit trail throughout this, so it might go <laughs> beyond an hour. Luckily, our new broadcasting system allows us to go beyond this is true. what we want to go um, <laughs> some days. So uh, stay tuned. Uh, paratruthradio.com if you're listening on Spreaker or the Spreaker apps you are more than welcome to stay on there but we do encourage you guys to come on over to paratruthradio.com both Eric and I worked on it extensively to uh, get a very nice looking clean cut website for you guys so Mm -hmm. uh, join us jump in our chat room Uh, as Eric said we will open up the phone lines a little bit later uh, around 15 minutes to the end of the show. Um, so stay tuned for that. Uh, but first, we got some quick commercials for you, and we will be right back. Welcome back to the dog show. Up next, we have Satchmo. Satchmo is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right, a group known especially for their couch snuggling, ball chasing, face licking, tail wagging, backyard hanging, and of course, companionship. And what breed would you say Satchmo is? I'd have to go with maybe a lavish terrier hound chihuahua looking kind of mix. Tremendous dog. Mm, I'd also like to point out Satchmo's coloring, a white, gray, brown, black brindle, simply marvelous. You know, it's such a treat to watch a dog like this. Now, let's see him in action. Look how he makes eye contact with his person. That's actually known as the treat stare. How intuitive. And now he appears to be excitedly turning in circles. Ah, the happy dance, so common with this group. And finally, the loving face lick. It's great how he just gets in there and, well, licks. Fantastic. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Satchmo is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. This is Bill Hall, author of the book, The World's Most Haunted House. And you're listening to Paratruth Radio. Unexpected reactions to smart financial decisions brought to you by FeedThePig.org. Well, I finally did it. I opened a 401k. So you're giving up, just like that. Giving up on what? 
I'm getting an inheritance from a distant relative. Don't you think if there were a billionaire in the family, we'd know about it by now? Listen to me. We are one phone call away from riding horses on our own private polo grounds. One call from christening yachts, having a butler, using summer as a verb. How do you figure? Look, everyone's got a rich uncle somewhere. It's statistics. So the best thing you can do is just prepare for the inevitable. Right. Which is why I thought maybe it would be smart to take control of my finances. You know, start using a budget, get out of debt, set some retirement goals. Budgets? Debt? You watch your mouth. Retirement shouldn't be a goal for us. It should be a way of life. When it comes to financial stability, don't get left behind. Get tools and tips for saving at feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Hey, Dr. Phil here. I help people solve difficult and trying personal problems every day on my TV show. But there's one problem that's just got me stumped. Childhood hunger. Nearly 16 million children in America struggle with it. That's one in five kids who may not know where their next meal is coming from, despite the fact that there's more than enough healthy, nutritious food out there to feed them all. Now, I don't know about you, but that is unacceptable to me. Luckily, the Feeding America network of good people is out there collecting surplus food and giving hope to hungry children and their families at local food banks all across the country. But let's face it, they can't do it without your help. Join me in supporting Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Together, we can solve hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. Hi, I'm Emma. And I'm Joe. And And we're we're the the Professional Professional Book Book Nerds. Nerds. Two Mondays a month, we interview authors and talk about their upcoming books, what drives them, and their go-to order at the cafe. On Thursdays, we share recommendations and dive into topics readers face, like how do I actually read the books on my to-be-read list? You can find the Professional Book Nerds podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to learn more about us? Our website is professionalbooknerds.com, and you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at ProBookNerds. We hope you'll come and listen, and as always, happy happy reading. reading. Green light. Hey girl, school zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. I'm Paul George of the Indiana Pacers. When I was six, I had one thing on my mind. When I was six, my days were spent playing basketball every chance I could. When I was six, my dream was to make it to the NBA. When I was six, my mom had a stroke. So I want you to learn the signs of a stroke fast. F-A-S-T. F, face drooping. A, arm weakness. S, speech difficulty. T, time to call 911. Because the sooner they get to the hospital, the sooner they'll get treatment. And that can make a remarkable difference in their recovery. I'm Paul George. Protect the ones you love. Spot a stroke F-A-S-T. Fast. Life is why. Visit strokeassociation.org. 
Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Hey kids, let mom help with your science project. This new mom wants her kids' science project to thrive. Too bad she hasn't cracked a science book since 1985. A metathesis reaction? Compounds, mixtures, and elements. Even this baking soda volcano is too big of an experiment. Whoa. Now she's completely forgotten the periodic table. Now she's burning a hole through the kitchen table. Burning with science. But her kids' love for the mom is truly transparent. Proof you don't have to be perfect to be the perfect parent. Don't tell Dad. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. This is the sound of salmonella gyrating on your undercooked chicken. And it looks like Mom might be taking it out a little early. Don't let salmonella get funky with your chicken. On average, one in six Americans will get a foodborne illness this year. So use a thermometer to cook each type of meat to the right temperature. Keep your family safe at foodsafety.gov. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. This is David Montaigne, author of End Times in 2019, and you are listening to Paratruth Radio. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Paratruth Radio. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. And uh, if you're listening live tonight, uh, you're probably listening on Spreaker, and that is fantastic and great. But if you would like, please come on over to paratruthradio.com, click on the Listen Live tab, and hop into our chat. You can uh, say hello, give us questions, or just make any comments in general. So we've been talking about mediums. Uh, As we've said, Eric has the christian side of the uh opinion the christian opinion on the side of it (laughs) and i have the more mainstream more uh i guess paranormal worldview on it uh because there are two different sides to it uh the christian side is is uh, mediumship and mediums are not a good thing they're not of god uh they are Talking to demons, not human spirits, where on the other side, uh, people believe that mediums are talking to human spirits. Um, I'm a firm believer that there are a lot of charlatans out there. There are going to be, be people that want to take your money and, you know, just take advantage of you. Um, now, we were hearing Eric's definition or uh, explanation uh, from the Christian side of it. Um, I really don't have any evidence to support what it is that mediums are talking to. They can more than likely be talking to mediums uh, or to demons that are uh, parading around as human spirits. Uh, I myself have never talked to a spirit. I can always only just tell and feel if there is one around. Uh, there's been twice that I've heard somebody um, that has passed away, uh, whether that is my own subconscious um, or if that is a demon 
playing on my hopes? I honestly don't know. Uh, the only two times I've ever heard a voice uh, is one in my car. I heard my grandfather tell me that everything was going to be okay because I was very stressed out about some things in my life. And um, uh, it brought a lot of comfort to me to hear that. And then I've heard my name called maybe once or twice while I've been working. And I work in a nursing home. It is a place where a lot of people die. Again, is that really what's happening? Am I hearing human spirits? I don't know. I honestly have no idea what is going on. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, I'm going to... Well, I'm not going to read the whole story. I'm just going to kind of summarize this story a little bit. Uh, and then I'll get your opinion on it, Justin, or anyone out there uh, who's in chat, maybe, in Parachute, at the ParachuteRadio.com website. We do have a chat up, as Justin mentioned earlier. Uh, maybe you, if you listen uh, to what I have to say, and just, you know, share your views, what you think might have happened here, what's going on, so on and so forth. But I came across a story uh, about a woman named Laura Maxwell. Uh, she was a medium. Her and her mother were both mediums for 10 years. Um, they ended up getting into a spiritist church, and they you know, they practiced and taught, you know, again, for 10 years, talked to the dead, psychic readings, all kinds of stuff. And there came a point where suddenly things started to change. You know, they used to talk to their dead relatives. They used to do, quote, unquote, great things, if you will, uh, so on and so forth. But then one day, something bad started happening. And her mother, Laura's mother in particular, her health started deteriorating really fast. And then suddenly, these hauntings started happening in their home. And, you know, as a medium, you know, I know a lot of, you, a lot of mediums out there, uh, you claim to be able to open and shut portals without a problem. And that you know when you're opening or shutting a portal, or even know those spirits that are coming through it. And in this case, this person has been able to capture images of ectoplasm forming in her home. And she would do psychic artist renderings and so on and so forth. And dark things started coming into her home, started haunting. Uh, her mom's health started deteriorating. People came in, mediums in particular came in, tried cleansing the home without any success whatsoever. What's really interesting is as she was trying to get help and eventually decided to back out of being a medium because she, you know, she started getting a little scared and she's thinking that it was all based on uh, her practices, her dead relatives, who she's spoken to for 10 years as a medium, started turning on her, started becoming violent. And it, it, it throws up a big red flag and a question. You know, if, if you're talking to your dead relatives and you know who your relatives are, who they were, and they were, you know, they were sweet and kind and, you know, you your grandma. <laughs> and suddenly, you try to back out and they become violent. They start lashing out and saying things that they normally wouldn't say. Well, what's really going on there? What just happened? On top of this, as, you know, they were working on trying to get all of these things, these haunt, this haunting out of the home, uh, eventually she ended up turning to a Christian pastor who came in and did, who came in and did actually clear the house in one try, um, <clears throat> calling on the name of Jesus, completely cast out all the spirits that were in that home, 
Uh, and, I, you know, I'm just going to say, demon or not, regardless of what they were, they were cast out with a single name. And yet, no one else has been able to do it. And this activity went on for quite a few years. And all the mediums, all their friends, psychics, everyone at the Spiritist Church, they all turned their backs on their friends when they decided to leave the church and stop practicing. They all turned away and decided, you know, if they're not going to follow us, we want no part of them. And what they're doing is, you know, we don't like it, we're not going to be your friend unless you're practicing, and so on and so forth. And I'm not saying that that's who mediums are. I'm saying that's a particular church. And I know some churches out there are, you know, there's Christian churches that are this way. They're just ridiculous. Uh, and I'll be the first to say that. But <clears throat> the point is that when she first started practicing, and she practiced for 10 years, everything was fine and dandy until one day something dark started happening and something came forth. And then her beloved dead ones turned on her, suddenly becoming evil as well. And I just questioned, how is that possible? How could that be? If you're really talking to dead spirits, to human spirits, and you know who those spirits are, how did we not, she not know that you know they would turn or that they were evil or so on and so forth? No, how, how is that? And so I don't know if anyone out there has any reasonable explanation or any, any of their own personal experiences, maybe, um, that can either support this or maybe uh, goes against this. You know, you want to raise a different opinion or view, please feel free to do that because I'd like to help there. Did you say that they had moved into a new house? No, no. They oh. did not move into No, they're the same house. Okay. I, I was going to say if it was they moved into a new house, I could see how maybe a, a darker demonic presence might have shifted it that way. Mm -hmm. um, right. And how long were they practicing before all this happened? Ten years. So they were pretty, pretty far along. Obviously, you know they 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 knew what they were doing at that point. Right. This is actually the first case of something like this in particular I've I've ever heard of. Um, I mean, the the simplest thing, you know, simplest term would be demonic or or dark spirit, whatever you want to call it. Um, I mean, there are people that believe that human spirits get caught here and by doing so, you know, they get twisted and um, can be not necessarily demonic, but they can raise mischief. They can be, uh, what would you call it? Leeches on people. Uh, is that what happened with these people's loved ones? I highly doubt it. Right. Well, and, and what's interesting, I'm going to add a little bit more from this story here. Um, her mom in particular, you know, her, so she heard a lot of voices. And I know you, Justin, you just mentioned, and you've told me in the past about uh, hearing voices yourself. And uh, one of your friends, I'm not going to name who it was, but uh, also heard voices. And as a medium, that's something that tends to happen. Uh, you, you tend to hear voices from numerous spirits, I guess, or something like mm -hmm. that, right? Yeah. And so her mom heard voices, and these voices would not stop eventually. You know, once all this stuff started happening, the darkness really started 
you know, becoming overwhelming, these voices wouldn't stop, and her mom was, um, she, she was entered into a psychiatric hospital, and after spending quite a few months on heavy sedation, uh, she deliberately went out of her way to pretend that she didn't hear the spirits anymore, so that they would let her go, you know, so they, they would, uh, um, discharge her from the psychiatric hospital. And so they did. But when she returned home, she still endured uh, more harassment from the spirits, and eventually, due to the harassment, she committed suicide. Hmm. So, does the, does the article go into whether either of these women were mentally ill? No. No, it does not go into that. In fact, um, I'm going to go ahead and, so anyone who wants to look it up themselves, I should have done this in the beginning. I apologize for that. I'll do it right now. Uh, it's an onseeworld.com. The title of the story is My Life as a Spiritualist, a Former Psychic's Testimony. You said unseenworld.com? Yeah, and the A-N, unseenworld.com. And unseenworld.com. And unseenworld. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's in there for the chat for you guys if you want to check it out. Yeah. Um, I would definitely like to get other people's opinions on this. Uh, to me, I mean, like I said, this is the first I've ever heard of mediums practicing for as long as they have, and then all of a sudden, um, it takes a turn for the worse as far as constantly talking to spirits. I know there are a lot of mediums that will only do it on occasion or they do it as part of a paranormal investigation team. Um, but that's the first I've ever heard of somebody saying they they're talking to spirits and then mm -hmm. all of a sudden everything changed. And yes. And in my mind, it would lean towards demonic influence. Um, right. That, yeah, that's the best I could surmise just from the details in the story. But then again, too, there could have been mental illness in, you know, in both, in both women, it was mother and daughter. Is, is that likely the case? No, probably not. But, it does not say whether either of them were completely of sound mind and body. It doesn't go into detail if either of them had any type of depression, any type of mental illness of any kind. This is true. But I mean, at the same time, Laura Maxwell, she does have a book out. And on this website that I just given you, there is also a, uh, I don't know how long, I think it's like 40 minutes. Maybe. I can't remember, but there's a, uh, testimony of her own, a Christian testimony of who she was, you know, as a, a spiritualist and who she became. So, I, I don't know, that's something that we can watch, look into. Um, even the book itself, the book is called uh, A Spiritual Quest. Okay. I believe is the name of the book. Um, <clears throat> so I think if she did have uh, a mental disability... Either A, there'd still be a lot of issues going on, you know, for one, 
for example, the fact that a Christian was able to come into the home and cast out the spirits, and from that moment on, she no longer, you know, was able to communicate or hear anything from them. As far as I know, that's not, you know, a fact, but as far as I know, she couldn't. Right. Um, all because a Christian came in and called on the name of Jesus to cast out these spirits. It says a lot, and, you know, it's it just, I don't know. I mean, I... It is possible. You know, I'm not going to be the first to throw it under the bus, the possibility that uh, someone had a mental disorder here. But this is herself, her mom. Uh, there's also a story about her aunt uh, who was grabbed by two hands and thrown down the stairs. Um, you know, once everything started getting a little crazy. So, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, I have my personal views, my personal belief on what this is and what happened here. But, you know, it's just information I'm throwing out. I mean, it's up to you, the pair of fans and for anyone else to, you know, choose for themselves. You know, see what you see. I do have to say, I, I like the the phrase pair of fans. And believe it or not, folks, Eric was the one that came up with that, that catchphrase. Thank you for plugging that. <laughs> quite sweet of you. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite shocking i know um <laughs> hey <laughs> yeah um <laughs> <laughs> and apparently savannah got a little kick out of it. <laughs> yeah i told her to be quiet back there <laughs> i'm just kidding you can laugh it's okay <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> she's slowly becoming a part of the show now so it's it's just a common thing now all right yeah um like i said my my personal view is yes mediums can talk to human spirits is that really what's going on i honestly don't know in this particular mm -hmm. case i would definitely say there was a demonic presence not they were talking to human spirits uh, mm -hmm. Only because it shifted. Like, not only did the spirits shift, but her mom's health went down. But it, does it say if her health went down as well? Uh, no, I didn't read anything on her health. Okay. So her mom was probably a little bit older, a little bit easier to, to crack, I guess, for lack of a better term. Um, yeah, that that would be that would be my my particular take on it, and I'm sure everybody already knows your particular take on it. But go ahead and share it anyways. Uh, well, I mean, I think it's all demonic activity, point blank. As I mentioned earlier, uh, Satan can appear as an angel of light or masquerade as an angel of light. So why not his servants masquerade as servants of righteousness and you know, mind you, Satan did appear as a serpent at one time, as a snake. And this is an angelic being, so we know, you know, he doesn't look quite like us. He's got wings in the whole bit. So the fact that he's been able to turn himself into something so small and, uh, you know, appear on the ground in physical form as well, uh, says a lot to his abilities. Um, <clears throat> I think... And I believe, based on what the scriptures tell us, and based on my own personal experiences, that demons are quick to lie. 
But in doing so, they will also tell the truth. Reason being is that they will use the truth to eventually lead you down the path of lies. If that makes sense, and I can elaborate on that a little bit. Um, basically, they will tell you things that are true to kind of get your trust. But then slowly, they'll start twisting the truth and then eventually turn them into flat out lies. So you never really know that you're ever being you know, pulled away further and further away from the truth. Uh, so they really will do whatever they have to to get you to turn away from God, to walk as far away as possible, and to join them, if you will, uh, because that's Satan's whole end game. That's his big game uh, that he's playing. He knows when he, no matter he fell from grace due to his pride. Um, and the one thing that he wants to do, according to the, to the Bible, is overthrow God, overthrow Jesus from the throne of heaven. And he knows that he personally does not have the strength or the ability, even with his uh, legion of angelic evil angels, basically, you know, demons behind him, he does not have the ability to overthrow God. He does not have the power. He cannot get to him. But he can get to him if he gets to us. He knows that we are more or less the, you know, the, 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 not more or less, but we are the beings that he loves. We're the one that Jesus loves, that God loves, and he knows he's going to get to God by getting to us. And so he wants to keep us as far away from him as possible. That's his way of hurting God. Um, and he's going to do everything in his power to do that. Whether it's through meetings, um, you know, pretending to be the human spirit, or whether it's showing up in your bedroom, you know, how many of us have had demonic experiences in the paranormal? We had those black shadows, uh, the shadow people walking by, or we've heard those three knocks on the wall, uh, heard the creaking or the growling or, you know, the scratching on the door, so on and so forth. You know, there's a number of different ways that he does this. Um, and you can see what's going on in the Eastern Hemisphere as well right now, you know, in regards to, you know, all the war going on in Iran and, you know, there's just a number of ways that Satan does this and he's going to tell the truth and twist the truth and eventually flat out lie. And that's exactly what happened here, I think, with this story uh, that I just related to you guys about Laurel Maxwell. They began with truth then twisting truth and eventually it all came out as being 100% evil. So... And you said that they they turned away from mediumship after that, correct? Correct. Yeah, they turned away from mediumship. They told their uh, the church that they were leaving, and the church uh, that they were with, the spiritualist church, started laughing and mocking them, and even became physically abusive towards them at one point. Uh, and yeah, so that was that. To call yourself a church, regardless of the religion, and have the judgment that obviously these people have and as you said there are even christian churches that that have this judgment too mm -hmm. luckily mm -hmm. i haven't come across any recently i mean the one church that eric and i used to always go to together always had an open mind about things even if eric was talking about doing paranormal investigations or uh if we were talking about just random things it, it always you were always welcome there. It always felt like you were welcome there, right? So yeah, to to turn your back on somebody just because they're saying, "Hey, look, you know, we don't think this is what we should be doing," it, to me is is very very ridiculous. Mm -hmm. um, 
All right, I think we will take our next break, folks, uh, so that way we can give you guys a chance to voice your opinion, uh, to give us a phone call. We will give you that number um, and then uh, go to quick break here. Eric, go ahead and give that to them. Uh, the phone number to call in is 701-204-4547. I'm going to go ahead and give it one more time real quick for those of you who maybe didn't get the pen in time. It is 701-204-4547. All right, and we will open up those lines uh, just after our next break here, which will be Eric's Random Fact of the Day and the Paranormal Headlines. But first... Narwhals, narwhals, swimming in the ocean, causing a commotion, because they are so awesome. I love it. I love it. I was da- I'm sorry, I was dancing. That's my favorite moment. You can't help but dance to that song. <laughs> it's the stupidest song in the world, but you can't help but dance to it. <laughs> All right, folks, here comes Eric's random fact and your paranormal headlines, and we'll be right back. Now, Eric's random fact of the day. As everyone knows, you can donate your body to science, but what exactly does that mean? Well, it turns out that when you donate your body to science, it can be used for multiple purposes. It can be used as a crash test dummy for cars. It can be used for medical training, for forensic research, or even to save a life through organ transplants. Justin here with your Paranormal Headlines. Officials unable to explain strange 2-3 to minute roar heard throughout southern Wisconsin. A roaring sound heard throughout southern Wisconsin on April 19, 2015 has anxious residents mystified and seeking answers from authorities. The sound, described as louder than a jet airplane and lasting for two to three minutes, was heard around 8.15 p.m. in the cities of Beloit, Elkhorn, Delavan, Milton, Evansville, Albany, Manticello, Monroe, Janesville, and other communities east of Milwaukee. One resident described the noise as loud and constant, while another reported the noise was so thunderous her house vibrated. One frightened family said they thought a large plane was about to land on their home. A local Monroe man described the sound as similar to the deafening noise of a low-flying commercial jet and noted that after three minutes, it seemed to fade towards the west. A Monticello citizen said that at first, she thought the sound was a Harley motorcycle in her front yard. Social networks lit up with speculation and alarm as residents asked the obvious question, what was that mysterious sound? The most likely explanation would be an errant, low-flying aircraft, but the Southern Wisconsin Regional Airport said no airplanes were flying around the airspace during the time the noise was heard. A radar controller in the airport tower told reporters, I heard the sound too, and there wasn't any jets flying through or anything like that. If they would have come through our airspace, 
I would have seen it. NASA's Meteor Tracking Office was contacted and said there were no reports of a meteor in southern Wisconsin. They noted, the short answer is the sound likely was not caused by a meteor or fireball. Any noises produced by a meteor would sound like a sonic boom and last, at most, a few seconds. The National Weather Service in Sullivan reported no weather events or radar contact, i.e. from aircraft or meteors, that could explain the noise, and the U.S. Geological Survey ruled out earthquake, saying that there was no ground movement in the area on April 19th either. Others proposed a transformer explosion, which would not have been heard over such a large area secret military aircraft, or missing Malaysia Flight MH370, flying under radar detection. Sound lasted too long for any aircraft flying overhead, or some unknown disruption in the upper atmosphere. To date, the source of the window rattling sound remains a mystery. Liquid mercury found under Mexican pyramid. Significant quantities of the metal have been found inside the pyramid of the feathered serpent. Discovered by Mexican researcher Sergio Gomez, the mercury was found within a chamber inside one of the pyramids of Tetehucan, the world-famous pre-Columbian ruins located in central Mexico. For years, Gomez and his team had been working there way down through the bowels of the pyramid after its tunnels were unsealed in 2003. Dating back over 1,800 years, the ancient structure could still contain an undiscovered king's tomb or ritual chamber that would help shed some light on how the ancient city was ruled. Last year, the team uncovered three chambers located 60 feet below the pyramid, and now, with the discovery of liquid mercury, they are hoping that a significant discovery could be close at hand. While this dangerous metal would have no practical application for the ancient Mesoamericans, its reflective properties may have seen it used for symbolic or ritualistic purposes. Mirrors were considered a way to look into the supernatural world. They were a way to divine what might happen in the future, said Professor Annabeth Hedrick of the University of Denver. In this case, the mercury may have represented an underworld river, a gateway to the afterlife. If these indications of a burial chamber prove correct, then it might not be long before Gomez and his team locate the ultimate prize buried deep within the ancient tunnels of the pyramid. UFO filmed near erupting Chilean volcano. A woman who had been filming the eruption also recorded an object that had appeared in the sky nearby. The Calbuco volcano in Chile erupted unexpectedly on Wednesday evening for the first time in 42 years, pumping out vast quantities of volcanic ash over a sparsely populated region of the country. As evacuations commenced, however, one woman who had been attempting to capture footage of the spectacle also managed to pick up something unexpected hovering in the sky within the vicinity of the ash cloud, an unidentified aircraft with two flashing lights, which then seemed to vanish in a split second without explanation. The video has since made its way onto YouTube and has so far tracked up over 315,000 views. Some internet users have speculated that the object could have been a helicopter or drone attempting to film the eruption. However, its sudden disappearance still remains a bit of a mystery. This was a segment of Parachute Radio's Paranormal Headlines.
right, folks, welcome back to Paratruth Radio. My name's Justin. And I'm Eric. And uh, we've been talking about mediumship. So for those of you that are listening on the Spreaker or the Spreaker app, uh, come on over to paratruthradio.com. You can hop in our chat room, give us some questions, some comments. We are opening the phone lines now. And uh, what's that number, Eric? It is 701-204-4547. I'm sorry, I'm going to repeat it one more time. 701-204-4547. All right, so the phone lines are open if you guys want to call and give us your opinions on this. Uh, Eric and I have both... Uh, given what uh, we think mediumship is or what mediums are. Uh, so we want to hear you guys. Uh, just to break down the paranormal headlines, Eric, what did you think of that first one? Uh, well, I was going to comment. Well, I was going to comment, but, you know, it lasted like three hours. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, have to, I have to just say that is by far a record for the longest uh, paranormal headline to date. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> that in itself could have been in the entire length of our commercial break. <laughs> uh, but it was interesting. That first one, man, I don't know. That That's interesting. It sounded like a roar. And yet, I, the, okay, the airplane makes sense. You know, that sounds like a roar. But some of the others, such as the exp uh, explosion, the it was a generator explosion or something like that, I believe. Um doesn't usually sound like a roar, you know, you can tell that that's an explosion. There's a big difference between something that sounds like a roar and an explosion. Um, I don't know. It's, it's definitely interesting. Where was that again? Um, in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. It was heard over several cities and townships, and... Um, it seemed like it was traveling from east to west. At least that's what they were saying. Or mm -hmm. The one guy said it sounded like it traveled to the west. Um, the first thing that I thought of when I read this was the first trumpet of of the angels when the apocalypse comes. Interesting. Interesting. I don't know why my mind went there, but that I mean that's the first thing I thought of just because... Not only was it heard over a vast area, but it was supposedly loud, you know, really loud ears, ear ringing loud. So right. that's, you know, that's where my thoughts were on it. Of course, right now, you know, everybody would have been raptured by now. So I'm assuming that that's not <laughs> what happened. Right. And I would imagine if the trumpet was sounded, the whole world would have heard it too. Right. Um, for that matter. But um, I, I mean... There were there weren't, there weren't or has there was there any uh, or were there any storms in the vicinity that you know of? According like to th the, thunderstorms. According to the article, there was no any any type of weather. Uh, there was phenomena. no weather. That's interesting. Because like normally I would have thought you know I would have thought thunder you know a, a crack of thunder or something like that because I we've all heard thunder that's really loud it literally shakes yeah um, you know stuff in the home. And that whole travel from, you know, east to west, that's the interesting part, but sound tends to travel. You know, there could have been an origin for it, and it just happened to travel out and eventually dispersed as it got yeah. further and further. Yeah. 
But I guess I can understand how, you know, if you're close to whatever the origin of the sound was, it could have sounded as if something was flying above the clouds or something as well. Yeah, and that that's what got me, like, yeah, it could have been just the, the, the sound dispersing, but it, they're saying it lasted two to three minutes. Whatever <clears throat> was making that noise, I mean, obviously thunder, or, yeah, thunder is, is the sound, lightning is the flash, um, usually doesn't last two to three minutes. Is it possible? No. Yeah, it's possible that there was multiple maybe going on, you know, in the sky at the same time, uh, right, multiple right. thunderbursts, but, um, I mean, it could have been an airplane, it, although still, like, it would make sense if it was like an, you know, like a jumbo jet type of plane. Obviously, if it was a fighter jet or something like that, the sun would have come and gone pretty quickly. Right. Um, cause it's moving so fast, but whatever it was, had to be moving at a relatively slow pace for it to last that long and be as loud as they claimed that it was. Um, you know, it, it's interesting because this makes me think of a story I just read recently, too. Uh, you may have seen it on Facebook or in some other area of the internet. And it's a story about, uh, and I forget where it was, I know it was uh, in the Eastern Hemisphere. Um, but there were claims that a whole village saw a city floating above them on a cloud. And there were skyscrapers and cars, um, basically everything you would see in a modern day New York, basically. Um, and that, that story in itself is kind of perplexing. You know, it, it's interesting. It reminds me a lot of Bioshock Infinite. Oh, okay. Um, you know, have you played that? Uh, bits and pieces of it. Uh, bits and pieces. So it's you know it's about a city in the sky, uh, and I know there's been a, a lot of legend in the past about cities in the sky, um, and for some reason it brings me you know that that whole story about the sound kind of brings me to that story that I had read on the city in the sky, and I, I'm not saying that I believe in the city in the sky. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever, <laughs> um, <laughs> but <clears throat> it's also kind of weird that. There have been so many claims of people seeing the city in the sky as well. Uh, apparently, it sits really low. Like, uh, I forget what they say. I think something like it was something like forty or fifty feet off the ground or something above them. Okay. So it's really low. Um, but yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what that sound could have been. Well, yeah, it could have been numerous things, but the claims of the city in the sky. I. I mean. To me, that sounds like a reflection off of something. Could have been, yeah. If you're living in a big city anyways. Right, except that this was a small village in, okay. like, Africa or something, some area oh, over there. Okay. I don't know, forgive me, I don't know the name of this, the, uh, the country or the, uh, that this uh, story's origin is, but, or the city, I just mean. Yeah. I, I, would, I was going to say, if it was here, I could say it was a reflection off of something what nobody would probably be able to guess because right. everybody's mind would probably jump to UFO. But, right. um, yeah. Well, maybe, I'm just throwing this out there, uh, this is just a possibility, of course, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not saying that this is necessarily what the sound was, but, you know, maybe Superman flew over, and he was doing circles, you know, trying to find someone. Um, 
that's just a possibility. I know he's capable of breaking the sound barrier, so uh, we all know that that's pretty loud. Capable of shattering glass, so uh, it's something. <laughs> it's a theory. <laughs> it's a theory! Yeah, I don't have that sound effect. <laughs> I'll have to make that a button on my on my sound effect. <clears throat> <laughs> all right uh well i think that's all we got here for you folks um we haven't had any phone calls so i think uh we're gonna cut it for the evening uh but first Oh, that was a really much longer introduction than I wanted to do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to give Eric the, the chance to uh, talk about his up-and-coming uh, short film. <clears throat> yes. The Revealed. That which thrives in darkness can only be exposed by light. Um, you know, today, we just posted something on com that I would love everyone to check out. It's under our Creative Works tab. Uh, it's actually the synopsis for the revealed and the image uh, for the revealed cover, basically, or the poster, if you will. Uh, and I'd like everyone to check that out. It also has the Facebook.com forward slash the revealed movie where you can visit and like and share. But I'm going to go ahead and actually read the synopsis for you guys real quick. That's a little something new that I haven't fully done. I know I've told everyone in bits and pieces, but... I think this will help give you a better idea of what the story's about. So, <clears throat> Abigail Franklin is a New York Times best-selling author who is often visited by mysterious beings in the middle of the night. When she begins to feel threatened by their presence, she reaches out to an old friend named Sam Toll. Upon discussing Abigail's encounter, Sam comes to the conclusion that these beings are much more sinister than either of them had anticipated. He believes that she has encountered an evil race of spiritual beings from another dimension. Now as the two friends work together to bring an end to the visitations, their faith, loyalty, and beliefs are put to the test. Um, and that's pretty much what it's all about. Uh, if you like aliens, if you like ghost stories, if you like the two combined and you haven't seen one of those yet, this is your chance. Um, we are currently, or I am, because I don't really have a full team right now, it's just me, um, <laughs> I have a couple of people who are in on it, but uh, we haven't done much uh, work on outlining the actual filming days yet because, well, filming isn't for another four months, five months. So uh, I am currently in pre-production, though, uh, just pretty much wrapping up the rest of the script. They're constantly changing the script around. Uh, even during shooting days, you know, you're still changing the script sometimes. So I'm still working on that. We're pretty much done there, though. Uh, we're moving into locations, finding locations, setting locations, uh, locking locations, which basically means uh, you find a location that you're able to film at, and you have that that location. Period. And you get to film there. So that's a big step in the process. I'm currently working on that. Um, but yeah, Abigail Franklin. New York Times bestselling author. She encountered something she did not anticipate uh, beings from space, from another dimension. 
you know, it, it, it's an interesting story. It, I think it really lies uh, right in line with a lot of what people have learned and heard about extraterrestrial life um, and whether or not we as human beings are alone in the universe. And so, if, you know, as I mentioned, if you like alien-style films, sci-fi films, or if you like horror films, like the ghostly, you know, uh, spiritual type of films, you know, if you think of uh, The Exorcist or Paranormal Activity, in particular, for example, um, that kind of stuff, it's basically the two films almost combined. So I think you're really going to like this. It's really, really interesting film. Uh, it's got some nice jump scares in there, and I think it's really going to put you on the edge of your seats and perhaps get you questioning a lot, you know, of what you really believe uh, about our existence here on Earth and the existence of that which is unknown. So, uh, yeah, if you can, if you are willing, please visit me at facebook.com forward slash the revealed movie. Uh, that's where I'm posting all the info on the story, uh, production statuses, uh, basically just giving you the inside scoop so you guys know what's happening, uh, how far we're moving along, so on and so forth. And also, by, by liking it, uh, you'll get those updates in the future, and it'll get you prepared because there, we are going to have a show in the future based on the Revealed movie, and there's also going to be giveaways for the Revealed as well. Um, in particular, DVDs, scripts, uh, signed copies, so on and so forth. So that's something you might want to look forward to as well. So again, facebook.com forward slash the revealed movie. Like us, share it with your friends, your family. Also check out paratruthradio.com to learn more about your two favorite hosts of all time, Eric and Justin. Uh, but also check out the Creative Works tab. Why? Because you're already on the website, you might as well. Uh, look at the revealed and read the synopsis for yourself. So thank you. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> All right, folks, that's about it for us tonight. Uh, we do have some rules for Paratruth Radio, though. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. The second rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. <laughs> no. See, now what we have to do, we have, we have to change that around because we, we need to get that in the editing lab or something you know, <laughs> under our things because they should say the first rule about the about uh, Paratruth Radio is that we talk about Paratruth Radio. Right, yeah. The second rule about Paratruth Radio is that we talk about Paratruth Radio. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, we don't want you guys not to talk about it. We want you to let us know how you guys like it, even if you dislike it. I honestly one way or the other would not mind whether you guys like it or dislike it. I would like to know what you guys think of it. Mm -hmm. I agree. Me too. And if, if you want, uh, I hope you guys wouldn't go out of your way just to hurt our feelings, but feel free to judge us a little bit as well. Tell us what you like about what we do and what we don't do, how we talk, how we don't talk, so on and so forth. Um, if you need more charisma on our end, let us know. Uh, if you want a little less, let us know. Um, <laughs> If you find either of us annoying, such as me right now, continually rambling on for no apparent reason whatsoever, let us know. Game. Doesn't mean we will listen to any of it, but, you know, just just let us know. I like turtles. Well, that's, that's very nice. <laughs> 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 
All right, folks. Uh, we are out of here for tonight. Uh, next week, we have on Gordon Melton, author of The Vampire Book, The Encyclopedia to the Undead. And uh, I, it's one that both Eric and I have been looking forward to. We've had this book for forever. And <laughs> did you get a chance to talk to him on Forever? I, yes, I did. I didn't get a chance to talk. Yep, yeah, I got a chance to talk to him on Forgotten Tooth Radio. Uh, actually, the first time I tried talking to him, I had some malfunctions. Um, so we ended up having to wait until the following week. But we did finally, I did finally have him on, and I'll tell you right now, he's a great guest. Uh, he loves to, what he does, and uh, he's just a fun guy to talk to. So, All right, so stay tuned for that, guys. It's going to be a blast. And as always, we want you either here at paratruthradio.com or you can listen on Spreaker. You can also listen on the Spreaker app, which is a much better way to go if you're on the go. So... We will talk to you guys next week. I'm Justin. And I'm Eric. See you later, guys. Peace. Remember the talents that have inspired us. Whoa, 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 cut. Oh, come on. It wasn't that bad. It's a bit dramatic. Let's just tell them about the show, guys. We are the Canned Air Podcast. Join us weekly for a comedic trip through pop culture. We also welcome some cool comic creators, as well as some of the voice and screen actors that help shape your childhood. Find us on cannedairpodcast.com and on the Evergreen Podcast Network. 